The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Rough House Podcast, episode one ninety seven. Is that is that about right, Chris? Those are numbers um, that are high. Yes, that I usually don't see together. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm Marty. That would make me Christoph, and we appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, So many damn episodes in. (laughs) Yes, Lord. We we keep rolling on. We keep rolling through. And you know what? Uh, This this is one of those weeks, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> oh, buddy, uh, uh, for for the audio listener uh, video, of course, available at patreon.com slash the podcast. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is my date of birth as we are recording this. It's your boy's birthday. Yeah. Oh, hang on, Chris. You yeah, know I got soundboard. Yeah. Come on. There you go. Um, yes. Happy birthday, Marty. Thank you. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you taking an hour to two out of your birthday to spend <laughs> with me on Skype talking about the ProRes. Well, to be fair, I, I took Friday off from work. Okay. So, right. so you know, I, I, I've already had uh, two days of, you know, doing whatever the hell. And then uh, to, today... I mean, I still have my normal Sunday bullshit of running errands, what have you. But I intend to eat my body weight in Chinese food if if I have my druthers. So <laughs> you know, maybe Bed Bath Beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might get well. We might get well. We'll see what happens. We'll see if I have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 another wild and crazy week, you know, Chris. If um if you asked me, as as has regularly been the way these shows start, if you had asked me what I thought. The top story of the week was going to be it was Marty. What do you think the top story of the week was going to be? (laughs) I thought, Chris, thank you for asking. I thought that uh, the top story of the week would have been uh, the at least eight people from main WWE roster got pulled into COVID. I was saying to you on Sunday after we recorded, maybe I went too hard on the COVID stuff. And I said to you, no, you absolutely did not. And then sure as shit, people got pulled. But instead, Chris. I want to talk about what was really the biggest news of the week. That's right. The XFL returning 
spring 2022. Okay, no, that's not really the what the the biggest news of the week is. Hardly, yeah, hardly, my no, friend. No, no, I I would say uh, the biggest news of the week is uh, the continued greediness of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. As uh, <sighs> as everyone's deals got restructured, and surprise, surprise, the restructuring of the deals does not benefit the individuals. Get out! You, the independent contractors, <laughs> yes. you mean? Yes. Yeah, you the don't independent say. contractors uh, got screwed here. So uh, we we touched upon this uh, when it first came out that uh, WWE uh, basically put the kibosh on. Uh, roster members having their own cameo pages, their own Twitch page- pages, under the idea that they wanted to uh, collectively bargain. Hmm, interesting term. They yeah. wanted to collectively bargain as WWE and set up WWE-sponsored cameos and uh, Twitches, which, of course, is just because they want to handle things professionally, not at all because they wanted to get their beak wet. Uh, right. No, this but, has no monetary motivation at all. No, none whatsoever. But it, I mean, Vince McMahon is strapped for cash right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, times he, are tough. He, you know, times are hard. Couldn't even he, bring James Storm on like they they intended to. He ha- he had to sell his fourth mansion. Yeah, I mean things are getting things are getting snug for yeah. old Papa. Steph uh, had to cash McMahon. out two million in stock. Yeah, you know his his second massive uh, fifteen story high uh, bank of um, gold coins that he swims <laughs> into every day. That the uh, the power of the metals in there give him sustain his life for this long. <laughs> um, you know he swims in a la Scrooge McDuck, and uh, you know he had to. It's was so sad to say he had to um, he had to empty the second one. <laughs> and uh and 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 sell it they're now using it for uh for um uh low income housing in yes. uh in Bridgeport Connecticut yeah. uh, that's a lie Vince McMahon would never do ne- that no not at he all he would never support low income housing not well, he in the least. Done better financially brother uh, I, but yeah so so the deal is uh everyone who has an existing Twitch account or Cameo account now has to turn the keys over to the WWE. Everyone's deal mm. is being rewritten and restructured, and everyone has to basically sign addendums to their contract, which uh, gives WWE control of their Cameo, gives WWE control of their Twitch. Also, fun bit, if you did not have a Cameo or Twitch before this... You do now, motherfucker. You do now. You do now. So uh, if you thought it was irritating enough seeing people who clearly did not want to be on Twitter... Post on Twitter. Congratulations! Now you have to stream video games on your free time, uh, and more than that. And this, this to me is the the absolute deep dicking of oh. the the scenarios. Is the monies generated, which by the way are no longer a hundred percent yours. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's now uh, a percentage leaning in WWE's favor. Uh, sure. at, at the very least, I imagine we're looking at fifty-one forty-nine. Uh, I, I can't imagine this is a, a a nice. Oh, you know, we'll we'll take twenty percent off the top. You can have that back yeah. eighty. No, I, I'd imagine it, it is uh, an absolute bit of fuckery. Uh, this now actually will affect your downside guarantee. So, for those who don't understand how WWE contracts work. Every single person has a guaranteed amount of money they're supposed right. to make per year. So if your downside guarantee is, let's just say, $250,000, you are assured to make that much. 
Right. Now you have the if, possibility to make much more. Exactly. So but the minimum payment you can get is two hundred fifty thousand quarter mil. So excuse me. The idea is if you are say let's let's call it a, a I don't know Mojo Raleigh a Mojo Raleigh. Yes, you're getting two hundred fifty k because you're not working anything. You're not selling any merch. That's but obscene, by the way. If <laughs> yes, uh, but if you are making uh, t shirt money, if you're making house show money, if you're making pay per view money, that supplements and supplants. So it's not an idea of you get 250k plus. It's at least 250k with the possibility of more. Mm-hmm. So the way this works now is as opposed to when say a page set up her Twitch account and uh Xavier Woods had a Twitch account. A big E set up his Cameo account. It was like, "Well, look, I know I'm making this much money at least, but this is for me. This this is house money." No, no, no. This now counts towards that downside, meaning you've effectively cut out a significant portion of income from the jump. Yeah, especially somebody like Big E who was raking in the dough with that cameo. Yeah. This is just covered in fuckery. Yes. And I hate it. And I feel bad for these guys who went out there and hustled and, you know, made it to the point in their careers through their own hard work. And sure, the WWE had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, Given the platform, you know, to various levels on which to perform some having a lot more opportunities than others, but that's a whole other systemic problem within the, the fed. Yeah. But um, this, it doesn't have anything to do with the pro wrestling product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And the thing that is frustrating is you see people, unsurprisingly all over your your twitters your reddit your that sort of thing who are like well look you know vince mcmahon gave him the name so it's only fair that he that they pay him for the notoriety they have and it's like oh good god how like so okay so if ken griffey jr today yes uh october the 4th in our year of the lord 2020 yes wanted to set up a cameo and, and who's to say he doesn't already have one he, I he mean, certainly might would he then, by that logic, owe uh, Major League Baseball a percentage of <laughs> right, that right. Uh, cut? Fuck no. No. That's ridiculous. No. We have day jobs. We both have day jobs. If one of them w- said, hey, you got a podcast that makes sevens of dollars on Patreon, <laughs> give us that money, we would be within our rights to tell them to fuck off. Yeah, if if the radio station that shall not be named came at me and said, you're using the name that we built for you to host trivia games at shitty bars three days out of the week, yes. we need to cut of that, I would s- firmly tell them to go fuck themselves and yeah. I may egg the building. Uh, <laughs> it's, if not worse. Yes. Uh, yeah, go fuck yourself, Vince McMahon. This, yeah, is, this, uh, this, this sucks. Yes, this is literally in a year filled with dumb ideas. This has to be one of the dumbest. Uh, I I am, I I I read this and it was one of those things where when the reporting first hit because I think it was Wrestling Inc that broke it and Wrestling Inc. Yeah. Let's be honest, not necessarily like the top tier of uh, pro wrestling news sites. They're a B plus player. Exactly. Like they they are if nothing else, um, one of the most prolific. But they're by no means what I would call a a, a house of uh, large scoops. Although now that I think about it, I think they broke the AEW news way back when. Mm, um, so you know, uh, tip, back tip your words here. Them. Yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think of them more as 
they are the type to make stories just because they like transcribed a podcast interview or whatever. Um, well, I mean, that's the that's the world of uh, Internet reporting these days. Exactly. Exactly. And, and credit where credit is due. You know, it's it's a grind and they do it. But uh, I was originally like, oh, that's got to be bullshit. There's no way that, that that affects, you know, their existing deals. This is this is found money. This is literally found money. Nope. Sure. Shit is real. So here's my question for you. Yes. Who do you think was the poor, unfortunate soul who was tasked with the uh, job to explain what Twitch was to 70 plus septuagenarian Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Because there's no fucking way he knew what Twitch was. What? They're online and watching people play video games? That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I, you know what? I think they probably presented it in a way that he would grasp because WWE partially owns, produces, however you want to describe it, up, up, down, down. So it was. Yeah, but how much of that does he really know or understand? Well, I'm not saying he understands it. I'm just saying that they probably went, well, it's like all of our guys have their own up, up, down, downs, and we're not getting a cut of it. And I would say also, it'd be very, very different if this was a scenario where, um, for example, and and I don't know why they haven't tried to do things like this, if these video game streams and whatever, I mean, even up to up, down, down isn't a part of this, if it wasn't like a prominent part of the network. Like if if they weren't using the network as the back end to yeah. host these things, which hey, there you go. There, there's if you ask me, that's the way you justify your money. If you say, hey, we'd love to have this under the umbrella, you know, let's let's put the money because we're hosting it and, and that sort of thing. Like, and yes, you're effectively paywalling. Uh, although I know there's a free tier of the accounts, maybe not as much. Um, that would even be vaguely justifiable and i'm sure there are some people who'd be like yeah i'll be the guy to stream on the network versus on twitch someone like page who is literally i think i saw the 17th biggest or 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 most money-making streamer on twitch like okay she's gonna tell vince to fuck off like uh soraya is gonna have what is page even doing (laughs) right now nothing uh posting when was the last time she was even on screen uh, when she was the manager of the Kabuki Warriors. And that had to be 15 years ago. Think, right? <laughs> it certainly feels like it. I, if if nothing else, let's call it uh, middle to late last year. At, 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 and she's at just getting latest. a check. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's she's signed on a multiple year deal. Uh, she's yeah. making an S ton of money on, um, on Twitch uh, and posting thirst traps aplenty. On Instagram to get people to pay money yep. on Twitch, um, but double tap, But yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I I read through it. I'm like this this is it, uh, WWE has never been what you could call a labor positive company. Uh, oh, the the professional wrestling business is. I, and I, I understand this. It's all about riding a horse till it's broken. That's 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 pro wrestling or dead. Yeah, more 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 often than not, dead. Right, right. Like that's that that's pro wrestling. Period. That is professional sports. Period. That I'm I'm not saying that New Japan doesn't have blood on their hands in this regard, or AEW doesn't have blood on their hands in this regard. But fuck, man, like this. 
this takes it to another level and 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 another layer of just grossness greed yes yeah pure unabashed greed and it sucks and i don't like it and is what i have to say about that well, fuck Vince McMahon on your birthday. Not physically. I don't want you to have to, <laughs> yeah, you know, go, take on go the genetic that. jackhammer. Yeah. I, I don't. I'll tell wanna... you what could help with that though. What's that? Blue Chew. <laughs> go to bluechew.com and sign up and use code uh, Penny T and get some. <laughs> uh, get nothing. You get absolutely nothing. Pay for it yourself if you can't get a boner. <laughs> I'm not Tony Schiavone talking about weak balls. All right, Skivone. My um, balls are strong. In case you were wondering. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, just just an aside. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> just an aside. Is it weird for anyone else who listens to AEW Unrestricted to basically? <laughs> thanks, Chris. Uh, to basically uh, hear Ref Aubrey explain that her husband can't get hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is is it more awkward for that or more awkward for Tony to talk about? It? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. actually. Should I be should I be playing this? Well, yes, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bit awkward. Yeah, it's it, it it's a bit weird. Um, but uh, let, let let's actually talk about the wrestling. And and Chris, for you, I now have huh? this for w, our WWE segment. It's really good. But what I I was going through different WWE themes to try to pick what would be like the one. I realized I also really like the old Papa uh, Papa Roach one, not the more recent one, but like to be loved that one. Yeah, like it's it's a perfect wrestling theme. Yeah. I mean, like oh, yeah. that—that th- that gets you hyped up for a professional wrestling show. It's—I it's, it's have a show. confession to make, Marty. You please. I love Papa Roach. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I like Papa Roach. No, they wrote some fucking bangers, dude. They, I'm into it. Way did. back in the day, that Infest record. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. The height of new metal. Yeah. No, Cut I my mean... cake into pieces. This is my plastic fork. <laughs> Come on. All right. Now we're getting into it here. So yes. back in the day, yes. uh, I, I – God, I can't believe I'm even admitting this in public. Yeah. I used to write parody songs because I'm a huge dork and a Weird Al fan. Yeah. And because you wanted one, to have a twisted tune on 98 Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wrote one. Uh, it was cut my cake into pieces. This is <laughs> uh, this is my plastic fork. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I don't know if there's audio that exists anywhere. I'm going to have to have Justin search the old system for it if – because uh, I think I actually loaded it in the system. I don't think we ever played it on the air. It was terrible. And I have friends I told about it who still make fun of me to this day about it. And they are uh, justified in doing so because it was terrible. Well, um, uh, I, I will say, if nothing else, I just found it amusing. So there you go, well, Chris. <laughs> if, uh, if I recall, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I did. Um, I did one, oh, God, in maybe in middle school, I think. That was to the uh, tune of um, No Doubts Don't Speak, and it was called Gotta Pee, about somebody <laughs> who really had to urinate. Uh, 
I, I, I like did it in like the creative writing portion of like my language arts class or whatever. And my teacher was like, this is really inappropriate for school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're probably right. But it, I, I found it funny. It, 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 it she wouldn't put it in our damn literary magazine, the whore. <laughs> Chris holds no embitteredness all these no. years later. Oh, come on. If you know anything about me, you know I don't hold grudges. No, not at all. Not at all. That's... <laughs> We also, we also don't take trivia very seriously. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Or that I'm triggered by the color purple. <laughs> like literally, we were looking at a house the other day, and yes. one of the bedroom walls was like this really raven color of purple, and like I felt like tightness in my chest. I, like, oh, <laughs> I have legit PTSD. Not to downplay anybody who has real PTSD, but like working that job and doing that job for me, just it. it fucked me up to the point where even seeing that shade of purple just yeah. gives me anxiety. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you it's just insane. see it. And then all of a sudden <laughs> that's you. Yeah, and, pretty much. And not in the fun way. Yeah, no, it's, it's very bad. Um, anyway, yeah. About my uh, neuroses and, and, <laughs> and mental shortcomings. Yeah. So clash of the champions happened on, on Sunday. Vince McMahon's. Yes. Uh, clash of the champions happened on Sunday. It was actually a decent show. Um, if I were to tell anyone what they actually needed to go out of their way to see, uh, the three-way ladder match between AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Sami Zayn was really good, uh, including more ear fuckery for Jeff Hardy as, uh, Sami Zayn, uh, this spot's going to sound like I'm making it up. Sami Zayn handcuffed Jeff's ear gauge to a ladder. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and shock of all shocks, Sami Zayn won and yeah. is your undisputed intercontinental champion. Um, He's so, looking like a straight up hobo these days, too. <laughs> he is. He is. That said, I if he wants to do like a hair versus hair match to clean that shit up, I think that might be the way to go. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I was downright shocked to see. Uh, to to see Sammy win, um, but you especially know, over those two, yeah. But hey, uh, good for him. And uh, the main event uh, it ran a little long, uh, and it, it definitely depends on your uh, feels for uh, WWE um, uh, theatricality. Uh, but I I did enjoy the Jay Uso Roman Reigns main event. Did at any point uh, Roman Reigns, the Big Chief, what do they call him, the Big Kahuna? What is he? Tribal Chief. Tribal Chief. Okay. Um, did at any point he look down at his hands in disbelief as to how much violence he was possible of dishing out to he his did, cousin? He did. Uh, clearly, it was not a Shawn Michaels agented match because he did uh, not look at his hands and wonder why he's okay. so violent. But he did get mic'd up and look down at uh, Jay and demand he call him the Tribal Chief. And was yelling about, you try to take my seat, you're trying to take my seat. Uh, and uh, Jimmy John Uso uh, returned to throw in the towel. Freaky fast. He yeah. came in freaky fast for that. Yeah, freaky fast back from that knee injury. Uh, he threw the towel in for Jay, uh, which means we're actually going to get a rematch, Chris. All right. Um, okay. But, uh, They're really doing this towel thing a lot. They are. It seems. The, the towel thing is very big right now. It, it, the, if you're in professional wrestling, towels are hot. They're very yeah. hot. Well, um, you know, I would I would blame Matt uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker for <laughs> over yes. the course of the past uh, fifteen years reminding everybody, don't forget to bring it down. Yes, it is entirely their fault. And considering how quickly Vince McMahon stays up on pop culture, that's probably why we're seeing it now. Um, Have you seen this talking towel that smokes weed? <laughs> More towels. That's good shit. Um, 
So, uh, also, uh, the women's tag title match between the Riot Squad and the women's tag champions, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, did not happen because Baszler and Jax were pulled off due to possible COVID exposure. Um, uh-huh. And Nikki Cross versus Bailey did not happen, as again, pulled off due to possible uh, COVID exposure. So, we ended up having uh, a very quick. Uh, Bailey Asuka Raw Women's Title Match, or sorry, SmackDown Women's Title Match is the Raw Women's Champion win against the SmackDown Women's Champion. That uh, just turned into a quick DQ as uh, Sasha Banks returned and attacked Bailey. So, uh, With soft neck brace, which yes. is always uh, the uh, prime, the, 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 the most sought after wrestling accoutrement. The only thing that made me legit giggle was uh, within two seconds of Sasha Banks returning. You know the rest played up. Hold shit! You know, holy shit! Oh my god! But then uh, immediately, Cole? Michael Cole goes, "It's boss time!" <laughs> it's like he can't help do you, himself. Do you do you ever wonder that if you know four a.m. on a on a on a Thursday morning, <laughs> Mrs. Cole is in bed and it's just woken up by Michael Cole in his sleep yelling out, "It's boss time!" Yeah, yeah. He's he's just having. Uh, the cold sweats. He's going back and yeah. forth. And, uh, it's boss time. It's boss time. Boss time. It's boss time. Vintage whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage boss time. Uh, Vintage boss time. Then another, his head explodes. <laughs> another bit from Clash of Champions that was kind of lame uh, was the ambulance match, or if you will, Amberlands match. Uh, ambulance. Yes. Uh, between uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Drew McIntyre retains after... Shawn Michaels, Christian, Big Show, and eventually Ric Flair, who was driving, said Amber Lance, uh, all got involved. So basically, it was uh, it was it was like the um, uh, a Christmas Carol where you had the wrestlers, past, present, the ghost future, of wrestling past, yes, yeah. uh, all pop up to uh, show Randy Orton his foibles. Um, so, so your WWE champion needed. Four and a half legends to beat the legend killer guy. Yes, yes. Cool. Needed, needed all of that. And then here's the real fun part. Uh, all of part. those guys were back on Raw on Monday, uh-huh. uh, and they were hanging out in the Legends Lounge, which is something I had never heard of before. But it's apparently because it uh, never existed before Monday. It's apparently a thing now in WWE. And here's the part that I loved. Randy Orton got his revenge, but because let's say. Mm, three out of those four guys can't be attacked yeah. uh, on screen. <laughs> I shit you not. You you might have seen me post this image on our social media, Chris. You may not have had full uh, understanding. Randy Orton shows up, puts on a pair of welding goggles, which they acted like were night vision goggles. Turns out the lights in the Legends Lounge, and then when the lights come on, they're all knocked out. Oh, boy. So, surprise, surprise, it looks like we're getting Drew versus Orton at Hell in a Cell. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah. Also on Raw, uh, Drew McIntyre at the top of the show said he wanted to challenge someone who had never faced him for the the Universal Championship. And uh, we got the return of Bobby Roode. Oh, okay. Yes. Glorious. Hey, look, he finally got out of Canada. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. He was in a tag team with somebody for a while, right? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. 
Very weird. Um, and they okay. actually had a decent uh, match. I mean, they had decent matches for the NXT uh, world title back when. So it's of no surprise that their match here was actually pretty good. But it's just one of those God, things. I where forget that Bobby Roode was in NXT at this point. He was in NXT, and he uh, was the guy who beat Nakamura for the belt, too. That's so crazy. That that theme song was over, dude. It was yeah. super, yeah, super well, well, it's over. still on the outro for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh so that that's what was happening on the raw side of things. On the SmackDown side of things, again, Reigns Uso is official for Hell in a Cell. Carmella was revealed to be the woman in all those vignettes. Does she have some work done? Uh I, I think so. I think so. Didn't, the face looked a little bit off. Didn't yeah, I yeah, look it, like her? It, it, she she definitely has, if nothing else, the uh Botox pause on her face. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Which of, is a uh, shame. She's happening from that. Uh... W- one of the big things that I took away from um, what was the show called? Was it Proving Ground? Was that the or Breaking Ground? Whatever the NXT Breaking Ground, Breaking Ground, that NXT documentary BG. show. The yeah. big thing I took away from that was like Carmella is actually kind of a sweetheart. Like she actually seemed like a decent person. Which makes it all the more strange at her relationship past. You know what? It's not present. It's not that weird. Who who among us has not known uh, a gal who is a real sweetheart who dates absolute shitheads? Uh, touche. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Big Cass and Corey Graves is a one-two punch of shitheadery. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. No, you're you are a hundred percent correct in that. I guess that's a that, that's uh, yeah. That's definitely a thing. Yeah. Fuck Corey Graves. That guy sucks. <laughs> He does Just in general. Uh, also, something that was kind of weird was the interbrand uh, invitation was used uh, for Kevin Owens to pop up to host an episode of the KO show with Alexa Bliss. Uh, as okay. Alexa Bliss actually did a really good job of selling her um, culty weirdness, her sort of being a Harley Quinn to the Fiend's Joker. Uh, that builds to a match on uh, next Friday SmackDown, which is night one of the WWE draft. Oh, boy. We're doing that again. Uh, it's going to be the Fiend versus Kevin Owens, which should be a fun match. Is she calling him Mr. F? Uh, she's not. That would be okay. fantastic, but also make me think of Arrested Development <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a regular basis were that to happen. But no, she so, side question. Yes. I kind of think I don't know. You feel free to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fiend is a never nude. <laughs> I feel like those carnival pants are uh, just kind of there at all times. <laughs> See, no. I, was, I I was thinking that, that, that or, or he also uh, always wears the shirt. Always wears the shirt. <laughs> well, this coming from the guy who used to wear a uh, T-shirt in uh, middle school pool parties because my titties were bigger than the girls. <laughs> uh, I, I feel you, Fiend. I feel uh, you. But yeah, also for that draft show, we're going to have uh, Sasha Banks challenging Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. Is she what, finally gets Smackdown? a shot? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be on SmackDown. Well, I imagine it's gonna lead to a Hell in the Cell match. Well, um, so why even do it on SmackDown? To build, I guess. I, look, they're they're trying to pop a rating for the draft. That's really what it is. The we're draft also, itself should do that. I know. Um, and we're also gonna have Big E versus Sheamus in a Falls Count Anywhere match. So that right. looks to be uh, the what, end. What's of going that on feud. with this Big E push? Is 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 it? Uh, did it ever get out of the gate? Uh, it's been stuck in the Seamus Gate. That's 
that's really where the problem is. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. Glad glad uh, all this hype was made up of that. Yeah, yeah. But um, that that's what's going on with the main roster of WWE. Don't worry, we'll come back for NXT. But before that, I think it's time for us to catch up on New Japan, Chris! I wish I could catch up with New Japan. G1 season has got to be my friend. It's... Yes, I, w- I was going to say uh, <laughs> there is a point within G1 every year, and it's right around this point. It's in the yeah. midsection of G1 where you start having – they start going from two shows a week to three, and somehow that – Three in the middle three of the week Three in the middle of the week, and something about that third show – fucks you entirely <laughs> yeah. i didn't even get past the, I, I finally finished tuesday which was the first show of the week yes after sunday which we talked about on last show i finally finished tuesday yesterday and yeah. then i had a wedding to dj so i haven't watched uh wednesday or friday yes or thursday or whatever the fuck day no, it was. I'm, like you I'm, said it, it, I'm, I'm with you i'm behind i'm behind and and this is the point where and uh, it, it's something which is funny because it's what we've been trying to do for you, the Rough House listener. It's where yeah. I'm watching matches that other people have recommended from those nights as opposed to sitting down watching the full show. I know. Uh, I'm still I'm, I'm still committed. To I, I know you're still committed. I'm, I'm just talking about how, I, how I'm going about <clears throat> it because – Fuck, this is going to get hard. But uh, let, let's yeah. let's talk about uh, the Tuesday show. We had uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows. Uh, Tuesday being September 29th, first night at Currican Hall uh, in night Tokyo. Six. Yes. Uh, night six overall uh, kicked off with Gabriel Kidd versus uh, Yuya Umura. Um, I know you've been skipping the um, Young Lions matches, but they've been getting really good, man. They're, they're yeah. all so goddamn good. Um, C-block strong, yes. from what I hear. Uh, but it was a B-block night, and it kicked off with Yoshihashi versus Sonata. Um, it was okay. Uh, Yoshihashi continues to put forth effort, which is weird. Um, but uh, and going over Sonata, in yeah, the which also was a very big surprise. Uh, but not a match that you need to like really fall over yourself to see. It also seemed like it went on about twenty minutes too long, and I understand the match was only like thirteen minutes, but yeah, still, it, it, it felt very long. <laughs> uh, and then we had Kenta versus ZSJ, which for me was a better match on paper than in reality. Uh, I, thought I thought it, was it a little, went pretty well. Uh, it, it felt a little slow to me. I feel like, yeah, maybe maybe at the start, but uh, the ending, I think, was uh, was strong. Yes, yes. It, it was a very, very good finish. Um, it, it's that just, GTSL was choice. You, you know, it just is kind of the, um, the one-two punch of uh, Kenta's idea of Hildum being Stalin and ZSJ yeah. working on a lot of submissions. It, it never really got that fire for me uh, up until the okay, end, okay. and then, of course, that, yeah. that was it. Um, and then we had a match that I enjoyed a lot as Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Juice Robinson. Uh, super fun match. God damn it. Juice Robinson is like, if you had put a gun to my head and said, Hey, is CJ Parker going to be good? I'm going to tell you, no, (laughs) in no way, shape or form. Will he ever be good? And, uh, he's one of the most fun guys in professional wrestling right now. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say he's like, you know, a super worker or anything, but He's got charisma. His matches are so well paced, and yeah, it's it, it's good shit. Yeah, his brand of geekiness and weirdness really somehow equates to the Japanese audience. They fucking love him. I mean, yeah. 
his first match back. This is only his third match back with this new Blues Brother-esque gimmick or whatever that really hasn't been explained aside from the <laughs> the gear, but fine, yes. whatever. But they fucking still are 100% into the guy. And he is, he is fun to watch. And, yeah. uh, you know, Ta- Tana had a really good match, too. Yeah, yeah. Tana, G1 Tana's coming out strong. I mean, yeah. we a lot of people are showing their best work in this G1 as, as they do yes. every year. But, uh, you know, to see it come out of Tana is, is definitely surprising. We had Toru Yano defeating Evil. Oh, man. Rough, rough day for Evil. <laughs> this was the hashtag low blow match. Yes. Uh, as there were uh, dick shots aplenty yeah. between uh, Yano himself and Evil and Dick Togo. And maybe Red Shoes got one. I don't even remember if he got one as well. But he was yeah. distracted at some point to allow for the aforementioned low blows to allow Yano to continue his undefeated streak in G1 Climax 30. Uh, did he win his last match as well? Is he still undefeated? Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Looking at that night. Uh, shit. What, was he on the card? Oh, um, no, no. He lost to oh, juice. He lost to damn juice. Damn it. Okay. Um, All right. I was really. I mean, that's still one loss isn't doesn't disqualify you from from G one. This yeah. could be Yano's year. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He's the king of pro wrestling. He is. He is the king of pro wrestling. We. we could... I feel like. Yeah, I feel like his G one run is to kind of post uh, championship qualify that king of pro wrestling thing that really, really never really caught fire. I think the way that uh, that Okada thought it would. See, I'm thinking it fired exactly how he expected. <laughs> I I think it's a, a gigantic troll scenario because uh, Okada's kind of a troll. <laughs> uh, he's a weird. He's a. I was gonna say he's a weird little man, but he's very tall. So he's he's a yes. weird tall man. He's weird. Handsome, though. Yeah. Well, uh, depending on the photo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely got some derp, derpy faces. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's no Kota Bushi, but then no, again, who no, is? who is? Um, and then your main event was Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroki Goto. Uh, I thought this was really, really good. Uh, yes. Goto looked really strong. Yes, Naito ended up winning, um, but damn fine match, and I would have loved this to be a double title match at some point. Um, yeah. I, I recognize we've probably only got like one or two more real defenses for Naito uh, in the future. Um, so I don't think we're going to see an, a proper Goto world title match anytime soon because maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like whoever wins G1 is beating Naito for the double titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, maybe. I don't know, man. Naito has been putting in the work. Like he, Very you know. true. He he's been not you know he's, the shirt's been off every match and he's been he's been going pretty pretty hard and he's been looking fun I feel like he's really leaning into it you know he, yeah. he, he kind of was a stalled start out of last Wrestle Kingdom because of COVID he only had the one title defense against Kenta um, and then you know pandemic happened and you yeah. know the whole evil thing happened and that took up the whole summer but I feel like Naito's kind of finally embracing the championship being the champion uh mindset is going out there and just fucking rocking it so i don't know maybe maybe, maybe not maybe so maybe not it depends on who wins g1 um but he's i think uh undefeated um yes yes because he beats and then he beats sonata two nights later yes uh, actually wait he's uh three one no no sonata yeah. beat him i'm sorry yeah um take a bet 
I haven't watched it yet. No, it's okay. Um, and I'll just run through the results of those, and then we'll talk about where the, the <clears> standings <throat> are. So uh, night seven was uh, on Wednesday. Once again, Kirk and Hall. This was an A-block night. Yotasuji defeated Yuya Yumura. Uh, and then we had Minoru Suzuki versus Yujiro Takahashi, which apparently was fine. Nothing special. Uh, Kody Ibushi versus Jeff Cobb, where uh, Jeff Cobb apparently looked great. Um, Kazuchika Okada versus Taichi, which apparently had a super fun finish. Okay. Um, and then, uh, main event, Will Ospreay and Jay White. I'm oh, sorry. What about uh, ne- next to main. Sorry. That was next to main. Um, Ospreay versus Jay White. Uh, Ospreay defeating Jay White in a match that I hear what? is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then wow. main as, event. As over and protected as Jay White has been, man, they're really pushing Osprey to the moon despite everything, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, and then, uh, uh, oh, I don't know if you saw, uh, Osprey is now calling himself Billy Goat in his promos. Man, that's terrible. Because <laughs> he's the greatest of all time. I know, I, I get it, but that's yeah. that's terrible. Uh, and then then the main event was Ishii versus Shingo, which absolutely uh, rolled. Uh, Ishii defeating Shingo there. Oh, God damn it! Uh, and I will Come just on, read this go. from uh, from the Observer recap post match. They both sold like they didn't realize the fight was over and continued to go after each other. Fantastic. And then uh, night three of the week. Justice for Shingo. Hashtag. Uh, this time in Nagata. Um, Yodasuji. Inside Yuji Nagata. Yeah, inside Yuji Nagata. Um, Yodasuji and Gabriel Kidd did a 15 minute right draw to kick off the show. Um, Wait, who had a draw? Sorry. Uh, Yodasuji and Gabriel okay. Kidd. <laughs> uh, no worries. Juice Robinson defeated Toroyano. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Hiroki Goto in a match that was only four minutes long. Wow. Yeah. Um, Tanahashi Tanahashi, uh, defeated Yoshihashi. And again, here's a a fantastic uh, kickoff uh, from the description from the Observer. I need, or excuse me, I think we need to start asking ourselves a question. Is Yoshihashi good now? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Evil defeated Kenta. Uh, and then your main event was Sonata defeating Tetsuya Naito in a match that apparently was super good. So we're great. So appara- Sonata came out. Yeah. Apparently in the, uh, Kenta evil match, Kenta went for the, uh, the BC two sweets and evil declined Kenta's and went and gave a two sweet to Dick Togo. So mm, intrigue. Bullet club is not well. What was the yeah. what was the old uh, what was the thing? The Bullet Club is reading? fine. Was, was what they fine. used to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, it's not fine. Yeah, things are bad. Um, but hey, uh, in case you're wondering about the state of stables in uh, New Japan, Sonata offered an LIJ fist bump to Naito at the end of the night, and Naito gave him a fist bump back. So LIJ is fine. Um, Man, I don't think I don't think Hiromu could take another uh, another betrayal <laughs> on Naito by an LIJ member at this point. But hey, you know it gives Sonata a story for the yeah. first time in what seems like forever. Yeah, I, I agreed. Uh, so uh, after this week's action in the A block, uh, it's a four way tie for first six points. Jay White, Will Ospreay, Taichi, Kota Ibushi, and Minoru Suzuki. Okada in second with four points. Uh, then a three-way tie for third, two points of Shingo Takagi, Tamahiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, and then 
all the way in last place with zero points, Yujiro Takahashi. There you go. Uh, Loses bracket winner. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, in the B block, it's a three-way tie for first. Tetsuya Naito, Juice Robinson, and Toro Yano. Zack Sabre Jr., Evil, and Kenta tied for second. Uh, sorry, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Evil, Kenta, and Hiroshi Tanahashi tied for second, all with four points. And then a three-way tie for third. Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Sonata with two points. So basically, it looks like the B block has uh, some serious shaking up to do. Yeah. Well, and what do we have? Three more shows this week, I think? Yes, three more shows this week, and oh, it, it, it all ends uh, the week after that um, with the three-night stand in Osaka. Uh, but that was not the biggest news of the week coming out of New Japan. Uh, the biggest news came from behind the scenes as New Japan announced that their president, Harold Mage, is on the way out. Uh, he will be leaving the company as of October 23rd. Uh, Harold Mage uh, was kind of a controversial figure. He came from uh, Coca-Cola and uh, Tomy, the toy company. Um, his goal was to uh, greatly increase greatly increase the profits of New Japan Pro Wrestling and also increase their notoriety in America and proceeded to kick off that plan by losing their biggest American stars and not working out a deal with AEW. Um, I don't think the AEW deal really has anything to do with this. I think it's more COVID than anything else. Um, well, I mean, the AEW definitely has something to do with it. I, it, uh, it it's one of those things where, like, you know, there, there's a wound and then they realized, oh, wait, we're still infected from this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if, if, if they had continued on and continued to, to do as amazingly as, like, I mean, they did two nights at the Dome that sold out. And made a shit ton of money, and then they sold out New Year's Dash, which was at an arena versus Kirk and Hall. Like, yeah. if if basically 2020 had continued the way the first quarter of the year it went, he would have been fine. But yeah. going, you know, nearly three months without shows and not being able to run shows in America and all of these different things, definitely. Yeah, the big MSG show they had planned. Yeah, uh, d- definitely hurt him. Definitely took him down. Um but yeah, uh, he's he's going to be leaving the company and in his place. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but the guy who runs New Japan of America is going to be running um, the, the whole company. Uh, of yeah. course, that guy, uh, Chris and I know from literally standing in the ring and begging for forgiveness of the New York fans. Oh, that guy? Yes, oh, that guy. Buddy. I felt is so running bad for New him. Japan. Um, but yeah, uh, for those who don't remember our road trip story, uh, the New Japan uh, New York show last fall was delayed easily an hour because there was supposed to be an ambulance at the venue and um, did not show up. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, depending on who you uh, believe may have been sabotaged from another wrestling company. But yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, this guy had to walk out to a uh, uh, absolutely sold out crowd at the Hammerstein ballroom and uh, apologize and beg for forgiveness. Well, he didn't. Have I, to. I, he chose to do this. Yes. And then Rocky Romero saved his ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, you got a angry New York crowd. So always. You already you're always you're already at a disadvantage. Now, too, I couldn't see the look on his face because there was fucking giant Baba sitting in front of me and we were <laughs> on a balcony that I couldn't see shit. Um, but they I'm definitely had sure too many people on that balcony for the the way, way of the seating to work. To actually yeah, work. yeah. 
especially with Paul White sitting in front of me. He just was not gonna, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna have a good time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but could, that was a cursed trip, man, for us. That was yeah, a bad day. It, it really was. It really <laughs> Aside was. from the Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was the highlight of the day. <laughs> we we had to sit through a what thirty minute Yoshihashi Kenta match after the after the show started an hour late. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. And TJP was there. <laughs> TJP was there. Yes. Yeah, hey, you know what? Information in the back. We got you know we got a Rock and Roll Express uh, Canadian Destroyer. We did. We did. But you know what though? The Philly show the next day, ten out of ten. Banger. Yeah. Banger. Just. Two and a half hours of straight action. It was it was so oh, awesome. Yeah. Every every single pro wrestling show I've ever been to or will ever go to after this, you know, in 2025 when it's a viable option, uh, needs to take notes from that New Japan show. Just Man, show match, awesome. match, 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 match. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Good afternoon, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it started ended like, at like seven o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, it was, was fantastic. fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, that's the old man in me is like, yes, I'm home by nine. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. It's like when I find to put on my stories. It's like nowadays when I found out a band won't have openers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that doesn't mean they're still going on its head, does it? Yeah. No, no, God, no, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, hit, hit the stage at eight thirty sharp. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. But you know, Perfect. when's the next time we're ever going to see a band? Yeah, I know, right? Oh man. <laughs> remember, remember concerts? Remember them? You're telling yeah. me we? They were cool. As 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 someone who runs a live event business. <laughs> yeah, superartfight.com. Yeah, yeah. Hey, follow us. Uh, Twitch.tv slash superartfight. October 24th. Don't tell Vince McMahon about that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Chris, do you need our Twitch money? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about another company. As NXT had a week, uh, it was kind of a lame duck episode of NXT TV because it was really just a go-home show to take over. That meant we had a mixed tag uh, main event, which was uh, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest and Io Shirai, previews of those respective title matches. Um, the only thing I could really say that was super interesting about it was the unique combination of Io Shirai standing next to Damian Priest. Because... Yeah, that's he's a, a very tall man and she's yeah. a very short lady. Yeah, but she could climb up on him. Do you think she does a moonsault off his shoulders? Oh, wait, that already happened, didn't it? <laughs> Damn. I was going to say that would be awesome. Um, but, you know, it was it was a lame duck show. Uh, although the takeover card on paper sounds fantastic. That's going to be this evening. By the time you hear this, if you aren't listening to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early episodes. Shame on you. Um, Welcome back, Zach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> curse you. <laughs> um, uh, it, it was, it was mostly a lame duck show. The bummer of the week for NXT though was Tegan Knox. Uh, turns out it's not just a kayfabe knee injury. Her third knee injury in four years she's uh, got cursed lower extremities yeah, re-tearing an acl that had already been medically repaired you really do have to ask if you're tegan knox do i do this again i don't know i will say the one part of her that is not cursed is that midsection <laughs> <laughs> oh, jesus christ 
<laughs> but it's it, uh, it, it's a serious bummer. It's it's it is. It's it, sad. It, it's very sad. I mean, at least this time it wasn't during, uh, you know, um, the Mac. second May or sorry, the first or the second May Young Classic. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I I wish her the best, and also just being honest, I kind of wish her a different vocation at this point. She's she yeah. she is and was a great wrestler, but. Fuck at a point, it's just not worth it, man. Yeah, she's like fucking Jake Taylor from the from from Major League with the bum knees. It's just, yeah. it's just not going to happen. So uh, tonight's takeover card, Chris, is yeah. uh, for the NXT Cruiserweight title. It's going to be Santos Escobar defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott, which should sounds be like an awesome match. Fucking awesome. Uh, Kushida going against noted child groomer Velveteen Dream. Uh, for the NXT North American title, Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano, which will probably be a Shawn Michaels special. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Those two had a great fucking match a few takeovers ago. So yep. I'd imagine this that was will be... when I was still watching. I remember that. <laughs> I imagine that will be a full on banger. And then the main event, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I cannot wait to watch this. I don't know if I'm going to watch it live or if I'm going to catch it during the week um, because it's my fucking birthday. So (laughs) I should watch things I I genuinely look forward to versus begrudgingly look forward to. Um, uh, But I I think Kyle's really going to do a great job here. Uh, Just kind of random. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, because I know you are a Redditor as I am. Uh, The Squared Circle Reddit decided to just go on a uh, train of posting videos of Kyle O'Reilly selling moves awesomely. He's he's a great salesman. Uh, He's so good. He could be the lead in Glengarry Glen Ross. (laughs) That's... That's a very specific joke. I'm sorry about that. But. I, I appreciate A always be B, B C closing. closing. Yeah, always which, be closing. You know. What's my name? Fuck use my name. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that movie, by the way, uh, definitely. Definitely watch it. Or just movie. look um, up just look up the Alec Baldwin monologue. That's, that's I mean, that's that's the high point for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and apparently there was like actual heat between, uh, Jack Lemon and Alan Arkin, um, and Alec Baldwin, like as the filming was happening on that, uh, which is fantastic. I I love that story. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. First prize, a set of steak knives. Second prize, you keep your job. Third prize, you're fired. (laughs) Um, sorry. (laughs) I can yeah. quote that. At yeah, I mean, if you want to do the whole, you know, the whole, the whole bit, go. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know all of it. I, I, I have, okay. I've unfortunately worked with in, in my career, though, I am not in sales. My job requires me to interact with sales. And I've definitely known some people who have watched it. I've been like, that's life, man. And it's like, no, no it's not. Okay. All right, no, but. it's not. Uh, but yeah, it should be a fun takeover whenever you choose to watch it. Uh, the one thing that makes me a little apprehensive about the show is uh, Papa H when he was doing his uh, press conference. Uh, you know, his teleconference prior to the show uh, yeah. mentioned that there would be because uh, they're moving back to the performance center for all NXT shows. Um, they, they he said that there would be a special presentation to the show, which is that Thunderdome Junior or oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really feeling the the idea here. Um, well, anyway, uh, another question. Will Karrion Cross be there? You know what? 
I would think it would be smart for him to pop up at some point. I, I don't think he's ready to wrestle yet, but you know he can loom in the background. I think that'd be pretty. He's cool. not ready to rumble. <laughs> he will not, not crown Khan. you. He will not crown you. <laughs> anyway, okay. off to the other Maybe show on Wednesday. Special presentation is that uh, triple cage uh, situation. I would love a triple cage. You can only hope. Oh, it's dynamite time. Yeah, it is dynamite time. Give me a fuck on me. Oh, you want to fuck on me? All right. Fuck on me. There you go. Uh, (laughs) So AEW this week, uh, first and foremost, had a hell of a write up in variety this week. Yeah. Um, Just talking about the, the success of the program. Uh, one year in, talking about uh, how much Warner Media loves working with them. Uh, it sounds like Warner Media, beyond just the additional show, which now sounds like it's going to premiere early next year, uh, wants to work with them in, in a whole bunch of different things. With the possibility of working with them, you know, doing stuff with DC Comics and doing stuff online and all that. I mean, the fact that Cody got chosen to be one of the hosts of this game show. Yeah. says a lot about the standing of the company in Warner Media's eyes. So especially and notwithstanding his lisp. Yes. I mean honestly that's, that's not that's not like really a joke. I mean like legitimately if you're going to be, you know, on a major uh cable networks, you know, one of the new flagship game shows against Snoop with Snoop Dogg and um who are the other two people? Uh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario and Dawson and some Jennifer Starks or something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't remember her name. Uh, Cody name dropped all three of them in his promo this right. week and mentioned her as a Grammy winning singer. And I was like, for fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just a Grammy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was, uh, oh, uh, I have to decide. I meant to text you this last night. Yes. Um, this is just just for Marty. I apologize for everybody else. So I was I was DJing a wedding, as I said, and on the um, list of songs that they wanted uh, to hear mm-hmm. played was Cole and the Gang Celebration. So I obliged them because that's what I was paid to do. And as the song was playing, I I had to go use the restroom and I could still hear it playing. And, you know, the celebrate good times we will. And all I did was to myself was I did my Al Gore impression and said, (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) And I meant to text that to you, but I forgot. Uh, So. Well, yeah, I appreciate that was, that was my you thought about texting me while peeing. That, that really <laughs> I was washing my hands at the time. Well, good, good, good. Now, uh, For 20 seconds now, with hot water and soap. Now I live in a world where uh, this is no joke. Chris, I don't know if you know this. The Apple Watch yells at you if you don't wash your hands now. How does it know you're peeing? Uh, it doesn't know that you're peeing. Hand placement? Um, so there, there are two things. One, when you get home, it tells you you should wash your hands. And two, if it recognizes the sound of a squirt of soap, and you running the sink, it starts a timer. And if you don't do 20 seconds of hand washing, which it can tell because it's on your wrist, uh-huh. like it, it will, it will shame you. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about you that. You can turn that off. But personally, I'm like, you know what? It's better than singing the fucking Lucha Bros theme in my head three times. <laughs> the fuck it is. <laughs> Zero Meadow oh, meets in the ring. Um, anyway. Sir. So let's talk about Dynamite. Dynamite kicked off with a fucking great match as it was Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks. Uh, This was uh, preceded with a video package uh, talking about the feud, which included a uh, promo from 
rap star JPEG Mafia? <laughs> Who? Uh, he he's kind of uh, he's kind of an indie rap star, but he's from our backyard. Like he's from Baltimore. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, he cut a he cut a promo for uh, Dobby uh, against Ricky Starks. Dobby. Ricky Starks a bitch, and all I could think was one. It's weird that JPEG Mafia is on AEW. Two, I thought about that conversation we had months ago about how I need AEW to start doing things that are hipper and cool that I don't understand. There's one of them. (laughs) Like, I don't really know who JPEG Mafia is. I only know of him because, like, he's from the area. And, like, when his album came out last year, he did, uh, like, a three-night stand at the auto bar and that sort of thing. Uh, I've never listened to him. But I was like, holy shit. Like, they are catering to a younger audience. Good for them. Versus, Unless you know, he uh, does pa- power metal hip hop, I probably haven't heard of him. Uh, <laughs> Fair point. So I've pretty much been exclusively listening to power metal recently. That's and you true. know what? My my life is better for it. Yeah. Although I did sell you on the most recent Run the Jewels album. So. I listened to it once. <laughs> it's really but it's good. it's no glory hammer. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks had a great match. Just it was good. Just uh, very scrappy. Like that. If there's anything I can say about Darby Allen right now, you know, you look at Darby Allen a year ago when AEW Dynamite started. And you look at Darby Allen now. His whole pacing in a match is that he's scrappy. He's yeah. he's constantly running to get the next hit. He's constantly moving to try to put on the next submission. Like there is an inelegance to the way he works. Yes. That I absolutely love. And when you have a, a full on blue chipper like Ricky Starks in there with him, the the way their chemistry is contrast, like I I dug this match a lot. You called him a blue chipper, and then I, I made a connection in my head. He is very much like a young Rocky Maivia totally. at this point. Like there are a lot of similarities there uh, between Ricky Ricky Stocks and uh, and a young Rock. So yeah, the that I'm curious to see how his career pans out because you know it's got the look, he's got the talent, he's got the promo ability. It's all there. It just all needs to be you know fine tuned to the point where he could be headlining shows. And I think. You know, for Dynamite to start a show with a singles match for the first time in what seems like months as opposed yeah. to a tag match yeah. uh, and still have it be such a, a great opener and set the pace for the rest of the night. And, you know, to have us spend, you know, five minutes talking about it on a podcast, uh, that's mission accomplished right there. Yeah, I think the last time we had an AEW Dynamite that kicked off with a, a singles match, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was the uh, Wardlow Luchasaurus um, oh, yeah. Lumberjack match, which uh, another really fun match. Like the, it's funny. I, I think back of you know matches that have happened on past dynamites, and I just kind of go, "Oh shit, that happened! Oh shit, that happened! It was really good." But yeah, there, well, there's 50, one of them. fifty-two weeks of dynamite. There, yeah, buddy. yeah. Uh, so then uh, after a commercial break, we had Cody do his promo to talk about um, the challenge from Brody Lee for a uh, um, a dog collar match, and uh, you know he he talked about how. He lost. He lost his title in three minutes, and while he was off, he got the call from Hollywood to appear on another show. And um, he and by Hollywood, he means Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, <the> exactly. <laughs> uh, and and he said, you know, uh, he was kind of wondering who he was uh, with a Hollywood actress like Rosario Dawson, uh, a hip hop legend, and I quote, a piece of Americana like Snoop Dogg 
the I Grammy mean, winner and whatever that third person's name was. And he's like, who am I? You know, I got hurt. Am I an ace? Am I the ace? He said the only three people who can call themselves an ace right now in this company are Hikaru Shida, John Moxley, and Brody Lee. And he says, you know, can I be that again? And he says, my answer is no. And he walks out of the ring and all the wrestlers around ringside start booing his no. And he rushes back in. And he says, no, as in no regrets. No, as in no holding back. I accept. So it's going to be uh, a dog collar match next week on Dynamite. And as soon as he did that, uh, acceptance, Brody Lee came out with the Dark Order. Then here comes the locker room. It turns into a gigantic brawl. Brandy Rhodes runs out, hits the world's derpiest flip dive onto the Dark Order <laughs> on the outside. Then there's Anna Jay. She beats the crap out of Brandy. Then for some reason, Nyla Rose just starts beating up on random bitches. Like, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, even Dasha was getting physical in there, too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, uh, yeah. Okay, so the, the Cody bit was a bit much it was a little melodramatic it was very my taste it was very it was very cody to the point where you know he's talked so much shit about triple h uh he's become triple h as a tweet i saw this week uh red and i kind of thought it over like yeah that's pretty accurate um but the the brawl the pull apart it just it went about way too long it went too long they they kept yeah you know separate you know you want to you want the them to be pulled apart and then somebody to run at the other one but this happened like five times yeah and yeah. they just kept and, and then when it just got kind of, of nonsensical with nyla rose starting a fight with i think it was kylan yeah. king it's like what yes what why you gotta pre-sell like, dark man like it's 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 different when it was like brandy and and anna jay because they are tangentially Part attached story, to this yeah you know, if it was yeah. Dustin and I don't know, uh, where was Dustin? Was yeah, he out there. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't see him either. But if it was you know Dustin and Five, I would have right. gotten it. You know, but it was just one of those things where it was like, why, why are these two fighting in particular? If it turned into also like a bigger brawl with like other people who have feuds, like throwing down and all that, I would have been fine with it. But yeah, on the yeah. on the whole, it it became a little surprising and weird. Um, so yeah, then Tony Schiavone was, uh, backstage with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Uh, Cash was talking about how he did best friends a favor last week by refusing the challenge. Said that they're glorified backyard wrestlers and participation trophy guys. Said SCU's different. They're deserving of a shot. And then, uh, Tony Schiavone asked Dax about the Young Bucks and Dax said, you know, if, uh, stars from Dave Meltzer constitute a title match, maybe the Young Bucks could get a title match at some point. So here comes Matt Jackson and another foot (laughs) as they super kicked Tony Schiavone and they acted like Nick Jackson was there, but he clearly wasn't. Um, And Dax and Cash yelled at Matt for super kicking Schiavone and not them, which I thought was kind of weird. We're right here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. And then we went to Dasha uh, backstage with SCU um, they promised to win the titles, made their way to the curtain for their entrance, and Sean Spears was standing at the uh, curtain Still employed. and wished them luck. Sean Spears, there's not many people I can say this in AEW. Sean Spears is an abject failure. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if he was in a role of working behind the scenes and 
trying to help young guys, maybe agenting, I'd be fine with him. Mm-hmm. He is a net zero when it comes to my interest and overall care for anything yeah. he does in ring. I mean, I feel the same way about Matt Cardona, but at least Matt Cardona had a bit of a name. Yeah, a a, a and also Matt Cardona is gone. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm talking about, you know, the old Cody Crony uh, <laughs> sort yes. of situation here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean Spears is is is, is a nobody. Uh, you know, his greatest achievement in life is marrying Peyton Royce. Um, yeah. and, and what so, a great achievement that is. I mean, yeah, man. Hey, though, I'll give him credit on that. But yeah. for anything in ring wise, uh, he is far from a perfect 10. Yeah. Uh, so then we had the uh, brush with greatness 20 minute challenge. FTR defending the AEW World Tag Team titles against SCU. Uh, basically, the finish was uh, pinfall submission, or if uh, SCU made it past 20 minutes, they would win the match and the titles. Damn fine match. I mean, as you would expect. Was, I thought it was if they lost in 20 minutes, or if they didn't pin them in 20 minutes, they lost the match. You know what? Am I remembering that incorrectly? Maybe I'm, I, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, nevertheless, this didn't end up okay. going 20 minutes. It went very close to 20 minutes, but right. it did not, did not hit the 20 minute barrier. Um, but it was a damn fine match as you would expect with two great teams like this. Uh, yeah, the, sure. the finish was Scorpio sky tried to suplex cash into the ring as cash stone the apron. Tully tripped sky held his foot and then cash covered sky for the pin. Um, hangman page was on commentary for this match. Fun as always. Uh, and uh why uh because was he on coming because of the, his relation to ftr because, uh because of his relation to ftr and because of the fact that it was a tag team title match and he's coming off of being a tag team oh, champion okay uh, yeah, i guess that uh, makes a bit sense once you again pay, you want page at all once again hangman page cry on watch uh it cut to him at the commentary desk and it just said fully unprepared <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but then and this would explain why Hangman Page was there. Breaking news came to the commentary desk as Excalibur mentioned there's going to be an eight-man tournament for an AEW world title shot with the finals of said tournament at Full Gear, which is the next big pay-per-view extravaganza. The first three names announced, Ray Phoenix, Jungle Boy, and Kenny Omega. As Kenny goes single star and heads for the championship, which, of course, made Hangman Page all sad and he had to leave the commentary booth. Well, did he have a cocktail with him this whole time? He did have a cup of whiskey the entire time. Good. Sorry, a glass Good of whiskey. Uh, yes. Then we had Chris Jericho versus Isaiah Cassidy. Um, damn fine match. Uh, Cassidy looked like a star. The thing that is most fascinating about this, and Chris, I know you didn't get to watch this far yet uh, because of your schedule this week. Here's a fun note that I learned after the match. This was Isaiah Cassidy's second singles match ever. 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 Not in AEW. Wow. Ever. And for That's that, impressive. it was even better. Um, yeah. I mean, just a great, great match. Uh, after the match, uh, Jericho ends up winning with the uh, Judas Effect. Um, Cassidy looked really great. And then after the match, Inner Circle jumped in to uh, attack Cassidy. Matt Hardy makes a save with a chair, cleared the ring. And while on the outside, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager brawled with uh, the team of Luther and Serpentico. Ooh. Yeah. Who are called yeah, Chaos really Effect, starting, I believe. at the bottom there. Yeah. Well, it would make sense I, later Jericho in the show. Jericho and Luther, yeah, no, yes. I get it, but still. 
Then we had a video with Miro and Kip Sabian. Um, they were at an arcade. They were doing uh, axe throwing, all sorts of goofiness for Kip Sabian's bachelor party. Miro was upset because he wanted Kip Sabian to have a, a, a great bachelor party, like a rumspringer. But he couldn't because of the pandemic. And then someone says, you want to have a great bachelor party? I can show you how. And it pans out. And Chris, I don't know if you know who this man is. I knew who it was immediately because of a movie called The King of Kong. Right. Fucking Billy Mitchell <laughs> made his AW debut. One of Why? One of cinema's greatest villains. Donkey yes. Kong <laughs> legend Billy Mitchell. But I just why is I mean I know they like video games is that is that the reasoning that they're I think that's the idea I mean I also like video games but I'm not gonna hang out with Billy Mitchell it was one of those references where I was like this is weird I get it I don't know who this is for though yeah I mean I saw that movie fucking years ago and I probably would have recognized his face but you told me Billy Mitchell's there I'm like who the fuck's Billy Mitchell. Had I seen a photo with him when you said that, or like seen yeah. it seen it happen yeah. live, I I may have gotten it. But just by yeah. name, I was like, man, that's a generic ass name. Who the fuck's this dude? Yeah, and then and then I thought about who else named Billy would have been really great. But goddamn it, rest his soul. If Billy Mays popped up to uh, give them the bachelor party, they'd never forget. That would have. Thought you were going to say Billy Gunn, and then <laughs> just toss Austin Gunn around, and then the other loser son. Well, you can't you can't toss Austin Gunn around. Who else is going to be the entire crowd for a show? <laughs> Griff Garrison. Uh, fair point. Fair point. Uh, then we went back to the back. Dasha with best back friends back. backstage uh, as they were getting ready to come out. I, how do you feel about this idea of them cutting promos in the entrance tunnel? I don't. I don't mind it. I, I think it's a unique it gives it more idea. of a more real feel. It gives yeah. you, you know, you get a idea of the geography of the building. I always love seeing backstage gorilla areas. Yeah, you know, Tony Khan in his shorts sitting there, barking <laughs> orders into a microphone. Yeah, uh, I, I I like that, and I I feel like it's it's you know it it, it gives it a more of a sports presentation. I'm with you. Um, anyway, uh, it was about to be Orange Cassidy versus Ten. FTR walks up to them, says, you know, there's a spot on the card for best friends as a comedy relief act, but we're top guys. And then uh, I uh, thought they couldn't use that. Guess they can now. But okay. uh, uh, top men. Yeah. <laughs> top men. <laughs> uh, Trent and Chucky e. T, they feign a punch that causes FTR to flinch. So aren't Casty grabs Mike and just goes weenies. And then they to their entrance so now ftr are weenies uh oc versus 10 was kind of a quick squash it was fine 10 looks really damn good in the ring i gotta say uh dark order also ended up because uh it was uh 10 colt cabana john silver uh and alan angels all out there for the dark order dark order did the best friends hug spot uh completed Uh. the zoom out but as soon as they were done, uh, OC hit a dive to the floor. Um, but yeah, OC wins with uh, an orange punch and a beach beach break. Excuse me for the win. Then we go back to the back again uh, as MDF and Wardlow are bringing Chris Jericho a gift, and uh, it's a box. And it has jackets. What's in the box? It has inner circle jackets for everyone but Sammy Guevara. And MJF oh. swore on his mother's life they didn't leave Sammy out intentionally. And uh, Jericho said, hey, you know, this is making me think we're something we talked about last year. 
do you want to be in the inner circle? And MJF goes, do you want me to be in the inner circle? And they go back and forth, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck style for a bit. Wabbit season. Yes. And then eventually uh, MJF and Wardlow left. Sammy Guevara aping his mentor, Chris Jericho, goes, man, what a loser. And Jericho goes, perhaps he's not. Intrigue. Okay. All right. Hey, I'll, I'll take a Sammy Guevara MJF match out of this. I feel like that's where this is going. I feel like we're, we might see a Sammy face turn, and I feel like MJF might take a spot in the inner circle. See, I, I guess Sammy could be a baby face. I mean, he's, he's a really good shithead, though. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. Uh, time will tell. And uh, Britt Baker, Britt Baker, I'm turning Baker. the test. Hey, Britt Baker, Britt Baker, hey. uh, Britt Baker hey. uh, had her. Hey, baby. I got a, I got an incisor that's bothering me. Britt hey, Baker, hey, Dr. Baker, hey. Oh. Am I doing Boston or Italian? I, I don't know. No, right I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Britt Baker uh, had her in-ring return against Red Velvet from uh, AEW Dark Fame. This was a squash. Britt Baker. I don't know if if Red Velvet's particularly small. Britt looked massive in this match. I mean, okay. I, I, I think she, I think she put on some muscle. Her her strikes are out of this world better than they were before. Um, and she just, is she taller than Adam Cole? I think she might be, which I means she's that. what six <laughs> one. <laughs> I love that. That's um, great. But uh, Britt, that mountain, Adam. Britt ends up uh, winning with a neckbreaker and a curb stomp. And then after the match, Reba brings her a plastic glove so she can put the lockjaw on Red Velvet. Then uh, announced for next week, Jericho and Hager versus Luther and Sepentico as we celebrate 30 years of Chris Jericho, because they can't get Lance Storm, I guess. Uh, Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage for the FTW title. Big beefy boys battling. And of course, Brody Lee versus Cody for the TNT title in a dog collar match. Uh, subsequently added to next week's show is FTR doing the 20 minute brush with greatness against the hybrid two. So it should be a, Hell yeah. a, a nice showcase for um, your boys Flips versus fists. Yes. And then uh, we had Eddie Kingston come to the ring with Penta L zero M and Ray Phoenix who were in their gear along with okay. Bryce Remsburg. Uh, Eddie cut a promo saying he fought Moxley for the title. Moxley choked him out. He never tapped out got an open contract for this week and he said before he reveals who's moxley opponent who moxley's opponent is he needed to know from bryce why he called for the bell bryce cut a nice little promo about how they go way back and they're friendly and you know you know my family you know my wife you know my kids he said but here we're at work and when we're at work it's my job to protect you from yourself it's a nice little bit yeah, of business and, that's good yeah uh, that pissed off eddie so uh the penta <laughs> Phoenix and Eddie start to circle Bryce like they're going to kick his ass. And here comes John Moxley with a barbed wire bat to make the save. And Kingston said, you know what? I got an opponent for you, but it may not be who you think it is. And even though you had Ray Phoenix and Penta in gear, and I started thinking, are they going to do a three-way dance? No, his yeah. opponent was the Butcher. The Butcher. Hey, Butcher. Hey, go see Britt Baker. Hey. 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 Uh, and then they had a match, which was fine. It kind of exposed limitations of the Butcher. I mean, look, we, we all know this is uh, 
This is his second gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he is impressive for his level of talent for a guy who got involved in wrestling at, you know, 35 years old. Uh, yeah. For a guy who, up until now, really hadn't been working a super regular schedule. Um, but, you know, not all there. Mox, of course, ends up going over, wins clean uh, as uh, Eddie Kingston smolders in the background. So I, I think we still got more between Kingston and Mox to come. But, of course, really the focus now is Mox versus Lance Archer on the 14th. So uh, uh, exciting times in AE dub, sir. Yeah, and uh, you pointed this out when um, Butcher and Blade did the Unrestricted podcast uh, a week ago. Uh, the Butcher's voice, Andy's voice, is not what you would expect to come from that body. <laughs> it is – I couldn't stop thinking about it as, yes. as I was listening to that show, which was fun and informative and has yeah. some good stories in there. But man, their somehow their their voice boxes got swapped in some <laughs> bit yes. of voodoo magic or something. Yes. I don't know how, <laughs> how the butcher the sounds like he way. should be the blade, and the blade sounds like he should be the butcher. Yeah, like Blade's got this nice deep, you know, like I'm gonna kick your ass sort of uh, tenor to his voice, and and butcher is just like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just sounds like your cool friend you want to talk wrestling with. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend listening to it, uh, if only for a great story about Orange Cassidy going to see every time i die uh, in <laughs> buffalo at their big holiday show fantastic story there yes. uh that one was really good um and then this week uh miro was on um unrestricted has some good stories on there as well and man it just made me like that guy even more like i never really you know i don't think i've ever really listened or seen him much outside of from a couple you know uh bits on early total divas episodes mm -hmm. uh with lana around but he just seems like a fucking awesome dude man yeah no he he seems like a, a really great guy beyond the fact that you know i could talk video games with him he does seem like a good dude i haven't listened to this week's uh unrestricted yet i i hear we find out that the original pitch was not for him to get cucked but instead to have erectile dysfunction which led to a perfect read for Blue Chew. So, yeah. so yeah, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of, kind of led to itself. Because uh, you know, he, I guess the idea was he went home one night and uh, to to his wife Lana, and uh, as much as uh, she wanted him to fuck on me, <laughs> fuck on me, uh, he wouldn't have been able to. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Yeah, I got nothing else. This episode's running way too long. Chris, anything you want to say before I hit the button? It seems like we were like it was just at an hour, and now it's like at an hour twenty-five. How the fuck did that happen? Too much AEW to cover, man. Too fucking much AEW to cover. Well, nonetheless, happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. 
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Some of the kinder care kid, baby, five little small people running to and fro around their house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me, Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes at the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo, tranny, gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby, brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is going to have to split. Ain't nobody going to get enough food. Someone's going to have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water, but only one packet. That shit's going to be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody going to get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code mustache for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.